For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Local news, national news, even feel-good news. Delivering the topics that are relevant to you. That's why I listen to Joe. He covers it all. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Those people out there saying that Gavin Newsom will sweep the floor on Ron DeSantis, those people better wake up. Look at the difference between California and Florida. Florida is successful. California is a crap hole. And it's a crap hole because of Gavin Newsom. Well, that is certainly one way of looking at it. Here's another way of looking at it. Don't they know the Dallas Cowboys are playing tonight? What a bad night to have a debate. Right? Right? There's a football game tonight that we could be watching. All right, we're not going to spend the whole show talking about the Ron DeSantis-Gavin Newsom debate. In fact, I'll leave that up to you guys. If you have something you'd like to say about it, you're welcome to leave an open mic or uh, call at 844-580-WDBO. Otherwise, I've got some other stuff that I want to talk about tonight. Uh, Uh, And then certainly tomorrow, uh, I would advise you tomorrow morning, make sure you wake up with uh, Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, as he'll have all the highlights for you coming up tomorrow morning, the the second you wake up. I don't know if you know this. This might be news to you. I feel like, hang on, let me, uh, uh, this this could be breaking news. I don't know if you know this, but inside the WDBO app, there's actually an alarm clock function. You can set in the app the alarm clock to go off to WDBO playing. So what I would suggest you do is use that, and and that way your alarm clock goes off, and you can automatically, you just lay there in bed. You don't even have to move. You don't have to worry about turning it off. You can just list, start listening right away, and you'll get caught up on all the news the second you wake up uh, by setting the alarm clock inside the WDBO app and listen to Scott tomorrow morning as he will have the highlights of tonight's debate uh, between Governor DeSantis and Governor Newsom on Fox News. It'll be a 90-minute debate. I will tell you that the thing I, and I um, maybe I'm violating my own thing. I said I'm not going to talk about it. But uh, the thing I like most about tonight's debate, the thing that I wish that the GOP would do for all of their debates and would have done for their other debates is there's no audience. I despise the audience at debates, and I think they detract from the debates. I think they make it difficult for for the candidates. They certainly make it difficult for the moderators, and and they're irrelevant. Nobody wants to hear audience members hooting and hollering or booing or cheering or anything else like that because all that does is it it uh, empowers the candidates to get their gotcha lines, their well-rehearsed lines, you know, so that they could appeal to the crowd. And I'm sorry, but that that's not a that's not a debate that way. It's just it's not. And and nobody cares about audience members. So I I'm thrilled that Hannity tonight is is not doing an audience with this debate. I think that's fantastic. And that, that to me is the best part of tonight's debate and, and, and certainly encourages me to watch it the most. My wife just texted me and she's, she wrote, OMG, do you need to watch the debate tonight? Um, so sweet Ronnie, I do not need to watch the debate tonight. Uh, we have a, we have a retreat that we're attending this weekend and she is already at the retreat and I'll be joining her uh, tonight when I get off the air. And so, uh, quite frankly, I'm not going to be on the air again until Monday. So I am not going to watch the debate tonight. I've got the whole weekend to watch the debate if I want to. Honestly, I'd rather watch the Cowboys game uh, live. And honestly, who watches anything live these days anyway? I don't watch any shows live. I hardly know when any shows are even on. Uh, and I, I watch everything uh, at my convenience. Uh, similarly, you can listen to The Joe Kelly Show at your convenience. 
uh, with our podcast. Just check out the podcast. And if, if you're not able to listen, you know, in the afternoons between 5 and 7 p.m. Eastern, you, you can listen uh, whatever time suits you best. If you, if you want to listen at midnight, you can listen at midnight. If you want to listen at 3 a.m., you can listen at 3 a.m. If you want to listen at, at uh, noon, you can listen at noon. It doesn't matter. You can, you can listen uh, whatever time works best for you. That's the great thing about today's society. It's it's one of the few great things about today's society. There's a lot of bad things about uh, our modern technologies, but one of the good things is is you no longer have to be a slave to the clock. You no longer have to be, you know, in your couch, seated, uh, you know, ready to go when the show comes on. And today's generation of of uh, of kids will never know. They will never understand this. And Paul Cross, back me up on this. So Paul Cross, <clears throat> today's kids will never know what it means to shout this across the room. It's on! It's on! <laughs> no, you're right. As somebody gets up to go to the bathroom during a show, during a commercial break, or gets up to go get a snack during a commercial break, and then you have to shout, it's on! Yeah, there was no pause. There was no rewind. Yeah, yeah we could not pause. It. You could record it if you had one of those VCR, VHS yeah. machines. Yeah, 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 but yeah, that yeah. was, even after that or before that, no way. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, oh, I, I'm not going to watch it live tonight because I don't have any need. By the time Monday rolls around when I'm back on the radio again, we're going to be talking about other stuff anyway. But I do have a, a just a natural curiosity to see how it goes and to see if uh, I really do believe that this is make it or break it for Governor DeSantis. Uh, I, I, I contend and I, I stand by this. I think Governor DeSantis is, is a tremendous governor. Uh, I think he has been a great steward of the state of Florida. I uh, have loved the way he got us through the COVID pandemic, certainly compared to the way, say, Gavin Newsom had done it in California. Uh, I give him immense, immense credit for being a tremendous governor uh, and manager of our state. He is an absolute workhorse, but damn, is he not a show horse. Whereas Governor Newsom is a show horse, but damn, is he not a workhorse. I mean, Governor Newsom's got the million-dollar smile and the million-dollar haircut, and, uh, and, and Ron DeSantis, I don't know if he wasn't in school the day they taught people how to smile, but poor Governor DeSantis has the most awkward smile of any human I have ever seen. And Governor DeSantis absolutely stinks at retail politics. That means, you know, getting out and shaking hands and making human connections with other people. And you know what? <clears throat> that That's going to affect him moving forward when it comes to getting elected. Uh, uh, you know, getting elected as president. I mean, you've got to be pretty good at getting out there and shaking hands. Bill Clinton was a master of retail politics. Barack Obama was a master of retail politics. Uh, Ron DeSantis is not a master of retail politics. He's terrible at it. He's out. And then I'm sorry, hate to bring up the, the high heels thing again, but uh, the dude wears high heels hidden in his boots and that in and of itself is is embarrassing. So yeah, he's got to get over that. Look at that. I am talking about tonight's debate after all. I wasn't going to talk about it, but here I am talking about tonight's debate. Um, so if you have thoughts on it, if you want to if you want to jump on board and talk about the uh, the debate tonight and your expectations for the debate tonight, I will. I, OK, so I'll tell you this. <clears throat> So the concept of iron sharpens iron and, uh, that, you know, that's, that's biblical in nature. And, and the, the idea behind that is, is, you know, you should surround yourself with like-minded people who can sharpen you or not even necessarily like-minded, but you, sh- you should have regular, uh, get togethers with, with other people, other human beings and to be able to discuss and debate these kinds of issues because it sharpens you. Uh, it sharpens your mind, it sharpens your reflexes, it sharpens who you are as a person. Governor DeSantis has been on the campaign trail for a year now. Uh, his iron is sharpened. He has uh, at, at you know 98 counties in Iowa and countless other campaign stops. He has had hecklers, he has had fans and supporters, he has had detractors, 
Uh, he has been on uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of interviews uh, with TV stations, radio stations, podcasts. Uh, his iron should be very, very sharp. He has been discussing these issues day in and day out that he probably sleeps debating these issues. So he is he should be the sharpest of sharp iron in a, in a debate tonight. Governor Newsom hasn't. And again, Governor Newsom is slick and polished and he is uh, really, really good at retail politics. He really knows how to get out and shake hands and kiss babies. He's he's a master at that. And one could argue that he's all hat and no cattle, uh, to use a, uh, a term we used back in Texas back in the day. All hat and no cattle. Uh, whereas Governor DeSantis is all cattle and no hat. You know, he, he's, he's not impressive uh, when it comes to face-to-face encounters. And, I, and I, I say that having met Governor DeSantis in a public setting before. Uh, I've, I've got, I've had my picture taken with Governor DeSantis and I, uh, I, I honestly, I am better at retail politics than Governor DeSantis is. I, I can work a crowd. I have always equated being on the radio as running for office. It, it, and, and anybody who's new to radio and I, when they come in, I always tell them, you, you are a politician and you're asking for the vote because every time you go out in public and you shake a hand, you're saying, hello, my name is Joe Kelly, and I am running for your attention. I am running for your ears weekday afternoons, 5 to 7 p.m. on WDBO Radio. And I hope that you'll vote for me with your ears weekday afternoons from 5 till 7 p.m. on WDBO Radio. So I, if, if I may toot my own horn on something, I'm really good at retail politics. I love to get out and shake people's hands. Oh, Laurel, how much do I love meeting strangers? I mean, almost to the point where it's a fault of mine. You're like a golden retriever. Everybody's a friend uh, to you. Yes. there. I mean, I don't care. When I, when I lived in downtown, I didn't care if you were a homeless guy. I didn't care if you were a mean-looking thug. I didn't care if you were preaching a religion that I don't subscribe to. I don't care if you're a business executive. I don't care if you're a teenager, if you're an old lady. It doesn't matter to me. I love meeting strangers. I absolutely love it. Or if you're a guy in your elevator in your building wanting to sell you or have smoking pot with you, you're fine. Oh, my gosh. I loved that guy. He was so much fun. It's like, no, no, thank you, sir. But my name is Joe Kelly. and You can catch me every afternoon from 5 to 7 on WDBO. I always, in fact, I always keep in my pocket... Uh, I always keep my my photograph card uh, so that if I meet somebody, I can ask for the vote. And it's got a picture of me on it. It says the Joe Kelly show. Uh, it even has it even has my cell number on it. I give out a card that has my cell number on it. And y'all know how much I hate talking on the phone. I, I hate talking on the phone as equally as much as I love meeting strangers. But I want people to be able to get a hold of me. I want people to understand that I want to meet them. And that's why I always say, if you ever, ever, ever see me in public anywhere, if you think it's me, if you're like, man, I swear that tall, skinny guy with the really, really good hair is Joe Kelly. And, and if you think, <laughs> it, and if you don't, don't you laugh. And if you think it's me, I'm asking you, I'm asking you to please say hi to me. I want you to say hi to me. So don't think that you're going to be interrupting me. Don't think that I'm going to get mad at you. Because I know that some people do. Some some people, uh, some public figures, I'm not going to use the word celebrity. Some public figures uh, get really, really angry. Uh, if you, and I've tried this. Like I, I, I'll give you an example. I, um, I saw Kenny Rogers in public once. And, and I, I had something very important that I needed to tell Kenny Rogers. And I really had to get it off my chest. And, and, and Kenny Rogers was, was nice to me. And I appreciated that. I met Arnold Schwarzenegger once and I had to get something off my chest to Arnold Schwarzenegger. That guy was a, hang on. I'm I'm going through my mental Rolodex of words I'm allowed to use on the radio. Uh, that guy was a, a P Rick of the highest order. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger was, I, I mean, I, a and B, I was startled at how short he is. 
You know, you can be really muscular if you're really short. You know, you, you know, if you're my height, it's a lot harder to develop muscles. Uh, I have no excuse, but still, I was startled at how short he was. I met Ed McMahon, and it was uh, he, he could not have been a bigger jerk. Um, uh, I, I, and it was in public. So I'm just telling you, I understand some some public figures don't like to be interrupted in public and don't like to to say, you know, to have... Uh, you know, admirers or listeners or fans or whatever, whatever category you fall in, uh, even detractors. Or, you know, if you're like, oh, I hate that guy, Joe Kelly, but and you see me and you, and you want to tell me, oh, I hate you, Joe, then by all means, do that. Interrupt me. Stop me and say, hey, or, you know, don't don't be terribly rude. Uh, but but by all means, stop me and say, hey, are you Joe Kelly? Yes, I am. Uh, and I'm happy to engage you. I love I love that part of my job. And I I understand that it's it's asking for the vote day in and day out. I ask for your vote, and and I love doing that. And I'll tell you that that if it just came down to retail politics between Ron, <clears throat> excuse me, Ron DeSantis and me, I would blow him out of the water. Now on policy issues, he would eviscerate me. He would he would cut me down in a in a fraction of a second. Because that guy is, uh, you know, I am I am an inch deep and a mile wide on policy issues. He is a mile deep and a mile wide on policy policy issues. Uh, so you know, and and which is why he's a great governor. He's just a sucky candidate, and that's that's unfortunate that that could cost him. And it looks like it may very well cost him uh, the the nomination. Plus, you know, Trump is a bit of a juggernaut and all that stuff. So 844-580-WDBO. It's 844-580-9326. Hit me up in the open mic in the WDBO app. I am so glad that you're voting with your ears and listening to The Joe Kelly Show. Coming up next, the things, the stories that you missed while you're at work today. That's next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now, now the three big things you need to know. Three. A search warrant has been issued by Dallas police for Buffalo Bills linebacker Vaughn Miller. Miller was accused of assaulting his pregnant girlfriend in Dallas. The assault allegedly happened yesterday morning, and the Bills say they are aware of the incident. Two. Two. Utilities will need to replace lead-drinking water pipes within a decade under a new proposed rule from the Environmental Protection Agency. The lead and copper proposal would require utilities to replace the lines regardless of the lead levels registered in water samples. The EPA is aiming to have a final version of the rule by next fall. One. One. A new poll shows the number of college students experiencing or seeing anti-Semitism is up this academic year. The poll by the Jewish-led Anti-Defamation League and the Hallel International found that nearly three in four Jewish students and 44% of non-Jewish students saw or experienced anti-Jewish ideas since the start of the 2023-24 school year. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's News and Talk. All right, I got to get this call here before I get to the uh, the headlines and stories that you missed. Steve is in Orlando. Hey, Steve, you're on with Joe Kelly. How are you? Hey, Joe. How are you this evening? Very good, thanks. I just, um, you know, I listen to you quite frequently, and I traditionally enjoy it. You're a man grounded in your faith and beliefs, and I assume that this retreat you and your missus are going on is faith-based. Um, however, this evening, I find your ego to be running a little rampant. In in what in what sense that I that I talked that I'm good at, at retail politics that I'm good at getting out and, and shaking hands. Well, yeah, and then you're kind of downplaying Arnold's height. Arnold, depending on the stats you look at, is between six one and six two, and it's almost as if you can only get oh. muscular if you're tall. Yeah, there's wait. And, there, uh, I'm sorry. Arnold's stats say he's six one to six two. That is correct. Oh, there's no way. There is no way. I, I've seen him in person, but nonetheless, you know, when the ego runs rampant, you know what ego stands for, don't you? No, I do not. Edging God out. 
That's interesting. So, well, I, I I appreciate that, Steve, and I'll be mindful. I will I will check my ego and uh, and check myself before I wreck myself, as they say. Thank you very much for for the observation. Thank you for putting it nicely. Stepping out of the office elevator and into today's top stories. Here's what you missed while you were at work. Congressman George Santos announces an effort to oust Congressman Jamal Bowman from the House ahead of his own expulsion vote. A terrorist attack at a Jerusalem bus stop kills three, wounds several others. Two more Israeli hostages were released in the Gaza Strip, transferred to the Red Cross. Mary Cleave, the first female astronaut to fly after the Challenger explosion, has now died at the age of 76. And New York Appellate Court now implements, re-implements the Trump gag order, so he has been muzzled once again. Rand Paul, Dr. Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, uses the Heimlich maneuver on Senator Jody Ernst during a Senate GOP luncheon today, potentially saving her life. And Texas AG sues Pfizer, alleging the pharma giant lied about COVID vaccines uh, efficiency. This is WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. Breaking news to lively debates covering the issues that matter to you. I make it a point to listen to Joe Kelly when I need to fully understand what's happening in the news. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's news and talk, WDBO. Hey, Joe, when I was a kid back in the 70s, about the same time you were a kid, I met Lee Majors at a Toys R Us. And I was immediately dejected when I saw that the six million dollar man was about five foot four. Oh, it was horrible. Anyway, here's a phrase that the kids won't hear today. It's ten o'clock. Do you know where your children are? You know, I bet the six million dollar man in uh, today's costs would be the six billion dollar man, don't you think? Uh, that would be fun to see that uh, g- you know get rebooted, get a get a recreation of the six million dollar man. I used to have the six million dollar man action figure. It's not a doll. It's not a doll. It's an a- it's an action figure. And you could look through the back of the head, and you could see through his bionic eye. And then I uh, had that. Yeah, and then yeah. and I had that in the evil Knievel. And then my brother and I, who were the original Beavis and Butthead. Uh, my brother and I, at the end of, of uh, any of our toys' lifespans, we would ultimately set them on fire. Uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Stretch Armstrong, boy, that really, really went up in flames. Um, I seem Did to rec- it really? Oh, yes. Did it really? Oh, yes. talk about flammable. That yeah. wouldn't be good. Yeah, no. And well, this w- was the seventies, so I don't. Yeah, right. Yeah, everything was flammable in the seventies. Everything I, was. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about that. Hey, Joe. I hope one day I do get to bump into you at, let's say, a Publix, like I did with your predecessor. Not because I recognize them, but because from an aisle over. I recognized that voice. Went over, said hello, introduced myself. He was very gracious. And we had a good 30-second chat. We went our ways. So hopefully one day I get to comment on your hair. <laughs> yeah, hopefully so. I, I would I would love that very, very much, no doubt. He's talking about the debate and the football game. Whatever happened to the TV is with the PIP, the picture-in-picture, picture, where you got the big screen and the little screen in the bottom corner. I mean, or most houses have two TVs. You have the TV on the football game. You don't got to listen to it. You're watching it. Yeah, or you could just watch them at different times. I mean, that's the great thing about you know time shift viewing is is uh, you can you know watch it at your own time. But I don't know what, what do you guys use, uh, Paul, Greg, Laurel? Because uh, uh, I use YouTube TV. That's my main source. Uh, I don't have any. I don't have cable, so I use YouTube TV. And YouTube TV, even on like Saturdays and Sundays when all the ball games are on, uh, it offers me four channel split screens of the games and I can decide which games I want to put onto the four screens. Do you guys have any similar options like that? Well, I watch DirecTV and yeah, I, I do have some things where you can kind of click around and go, okay, I want to see what's going on here. NFL Red Zone's really good at that too, but it's not so much like the boxes that you talked about. But yeah, I know, I know what you're you, talking about. They even have a newscast thing where it has all the different news things from yeah. all over the world, and you can pick one of those too. So I'm that's sorry, like do you, a PIP. Do you have Red Zone? Do I? Yeah. No. Yeah. Do you know how much Red Zone costs? No. It I, is, I'm, a, I'm, 
I'm on the radio, Joe. Yeah, I no, don't know listen, how, how much any of this stuff I costs. don't have it either. When I saw the cost of what NFL Red Zone costs, Greg Rhodes, you're the sports guy. Do you have Red Zone? I have NFL Sunday ticket. I get to watch every football game every Sunday. Because I wanted to watch the, the Buccaneers game on uh, Sunday, and I wasn't. It, I, it, it wasn't. We couldn't watch it locally. Right. And so I clicked on it, and it started, the, It started. I found it, and I'm like, okay, this is really, really cool. Uh, but then after 10 minutes into the game, it stopped, and it said, your free preview is over. Right. And I'm well, like, Don't, don't they have a, a couple of games on Peacock this season, yeah, too? Yeah, they're going to have games I on mean, Peacock. I mean, how, got- how narrow is the audience for the NFL if it has to be on something that is subscriber paid, and hardly anybody has it? Well, yeah. their games on Thursday on Amazon Prime are huge. Uh, and, that's, and, and well, then Peacock. You've got Amazon Prime, and then you have Peacock. Well, but when Amazon Prime started with the NFL games, it wasn't as big as it is now. It's got to start somewhere. And and Greg, how much does the NFL red ticket, uh, red zone, whatever it is, hundreds of dollars. We'll just leave it at that, right? Hundreds of dollars. To be fair, I still had an active student ID from recently graduating school, so it would only cost me 100 bucks. So Can I borrow your ID? <laughs> it, it would be cheaper for me to re-enroll in school to yes. get the student ID so I could afford right. the NFL right. Red Zone. Right. Why I, are you going to school? So I get the so discount can, on the right. Red Zone. So that's exactly right. Laurel, what about you? Do, you? do you and Hubs subscribe to the NFL Red Zone? No. We have YouTube TV, too. But uh, also, I'm never in charge of the remote because I don't really know what I'm doing with it. So That's how it works in our house as well. Yeah, yeah. We probably can do the picture-in-picture thing, but I, I don't know how. Yeah, right. there's, there's generally a button that says PIP on your remote control, that and you, might can, be. you can use it that way. Uh, 844-580-WDBO. You can hit me up in the open mic in the WDBO app. I saw this note on Reddit. Uh, in the Orlando subreddit, and it's under the headline of uh, Uber Orange County Ambulance. And basically what the guy is saying is that uh, he had to take an ambulance ride. And I don't know if most people realize this, but you have to pay for the ambulance ride. And you pay a lot for the ambulance ride. And at least according to, to this post, and I tried to look this up, uh, for like 45 minutes, I was going down this rabbit hole trying to get an answer to this, and I wasn't get a, able to get a clear answer on this. But this guy says that that for Orange County Ambulance, Orange County Fire Rescue, that they're out of every uh, insurance, they're out of network for every insurance company in Florida. So unless you're indigent, and unless you are, you know, fall below a certain income level, if you have to take an ambulance ride, uh, you're going to be paying out the wazoo for an ambulance ride. Uh, the the maximum allowed amount by insurance is five hundred ninety nine dollars anyway, and then the minimum amount for an ambulance ride is like twenty two hundred dollars. And then if you end up getting the advanced life support, uh, it's it's considerably more. And then they even charge per mile. It's something like sixteen dollars per mile. And there was a time a few months ago. You know, I go through health bouts from time to time where I'm like, oh, I better go to the hospital. There was a time a few months ago where I, where I thought, man, I might need to go to the hospital. And I, I absolutely was not going to call an ambulance because I, I don't want to be on the hook for that. And, and heaven forbid you end up in a helicopter ambulance because that's going to go from $5,000 to $35,000 if you need an ambulance, uh, an air ambulance ride to the, to the hospital. Uh, but a lot of people are resorting to Uber and Lyft to get to the hospital. And Uber and Lyft have both gone on record saying, no, do not call us. Uh, don't, wow. don't rely. And look, if you're suffering from a gunshot wound and you're bleeding everywhere, uh, or if you have like explosive diarrhea or vomiting, do not call U- Uber or Lyft. I mean, if you're going to make a mess, make a mess in an ambulance that's prepared for that kind of stuff, that is sterilized after every uh, after every patient is transferred. Don't do that to some dude's car. Oh. Uh, that's not cool. But I will tell you right now, and, and my wife and I have discussed this, I mean, if I were to slip and fall and say break an arm, uh, if, if I were to have something like that happen, uh, if I was to get... Uh, you know, I don't know, a, a, uh, a, a drill bit into my eyeball or something like that. I mean, I would absolutely say call an Uber and we're taking an Uber because I'd rather pay 20 bucks for an Uber than 3000 4000 for an ambulance. I'm going to make this real quick, Joe. I just found out a lot about ambulances and medical transports when my mother-in-law just last month was taken to the hospital from her home. 
They took her to a hospital and they dropped her off as a Jane Doe. We filed a missing persons report oh. because they had no idea where my mother-in-law was. We couldn't find her for two and a half hours. She was on her own. She's got dementia. So that's when I started diving into ambulance services and medical transports and they were contracted by the county or by the city and they have nothing to do with any affiliation of any medical places so that's why insurance doesn't cover it that's why you're dealing with with a third party on these things and it's horrible i can can say that 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 a few years ago i in the middle of the night showed up at a hospital I don't remember what the symptoms were. I don't remember what the problem was, but it was, you know, something par for the course for me for a guy that has a, a chronic cancer. And uh, what I didn't realize was that the hospital that I showed up at was so new, they did have an ER, but they didn't have any rooms uh, that were prepared. The rooms were still under construction. So they, at the ER, they said, we need to admit you. But we don't have any rooms, so we're going to transport you via ambulance to this other hospital that does have rooms. And and that was my, I would like to say it was my first ambulance ride. I think that was my second ever ambulance ride. But but it was a non-emergency ambulance ride. And But when I got the bill, you know, most of my medical stuff was covered. Ambulance ride was not. even it's though it, Even yeah. though it wasn't an emergency ambulance ride, you know. At that point, I, I should have just said... I'm going to walk out of your ER and I'm going to drive my because I drove myself to the ER and and just you know tell me which hospital to go to and I'll go I'll go to the right hospital uh, but instead I I I got a ride in the back of an ambulance and and they wouldn't even turn on the lights and sirens I was so bummed I was like come on at least turn on the lights and sirens guys eight four four I paid good money for this right, turn on those lights five eight zero WDBO or hit me up in the open mic in the WDBO app. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Orange, Seminole, Osceola, and all of Central Florida. Join the conversation now by using the open mic in the WDBO app. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's News and Talk, WDBO. So, uh, kind of behind the scenes here. So, Greg and I, uh, Greg Rhodes and I, every day before the show, we sit down and we discuss uh, all of the, the, the big stack of stuff and things that I want to talk about, things that then he'll offer his perspective on things. And, and one of the things I wanted to talk about was the shocking number of people who think that they can land an airplane. And Greg just said to me during the break there, he goes, oh, my gosh, Fox News is talking about your airplane story right now. And I said, really? So I just bumped it to the top of my stack. And I was I was intrigued that they are talking about this because I found it on a pretty obscure website. But a survey uh, finds that about a third of adult Americans think that they could safely land a passenger aircraft with air traffic controls guidance. Now, there was that funny line from one of the Indiana Jones movies, the the one that had Sean Connery in it. Laurel, you remember that scene when Sean Connery's character, uh, Dr. Jones, uh, says something to the other Dr. Jones about, oh, I didn't know you can fly a plane. And he said, fly? Yes. Land? No. Yeah, well, what's funny about this topic is this was a thing on TikTok like five months ago. It came out in January. This, yeah. the, the The survey was done in January. And they're like, women, go ask your husbands right now if they think they could land an airplane. Yeah. And well, all husbands are like, with help? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the funny thing is, among male respondents, the confidence level goes up to 50%. Yeah. So, so more men than women are confident that they could land an airplane. Can you imagine being on a flight? Is there anyone here that can land an airplane? Airplane and every, all the men stand and every up. dude stands up. Yeah, right. <laughs> sure, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> and and we've got a friend of ours that is a pilot. Yep. And and I sent him the story. In fact, and he just replied back. He flies for Southwest Airlines, and he says I actually get this a lot from PAX P A X, which is uh, airline lingo for passengers. Uh, so yeah, the air, airline passengers evidently say that a lot. Like, hey, I, I bet I could land this plane. Uh, and and I, I think a lot of, at least according to the study, a lot of people are of the impression that you can land on autopilot. And there are only very, very few airliners, very few types of airliners that you can land uh, on autopilot. Most of them you cannot. My understanding, at least according to this article, is that uh, typically at that point, uh, during both takeoffs and landings, the pilots have to take control of the plane. 
You know, typically me, I have a story real quick. I used to do traffic from an airplane, from a Cessna in Southern California. And I insisted on learning how to fly that plane and how to land it because if something happened to the pilot, I was the only one that was going to be able to get us down. Yeah. And so taking off was really easy. Landing, not so much. We treated it, I treated it like a bouncing trampoline rubber ball. It was very difficult to land a small plane. I can't imagine an airliner. Frank in our in our chat group says, I could only land a plane in the Roman Empire, combining two, <laughs> two of our favorite jokes there. So, yes, thank you very much for that. All right, coming up next here, we're going to get to some more serious topics, I promise you, uh, as Texas is suing Pfizer for overstating the COVID-19 vaccine effectiveness. I have become decidedly anti-COVID vaccine uh, as I learn more and more information about just how dangerous the vaccine is and how much our government hoodooed the American people into rolling up our sleeves to take this deadly shot. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Now, from the Bogan Muns and Muns WDBO Traffic Center, auto accident, choose Bogan Muns and Muns. I'll quickly go over a few wrecks. We have one 408 westbound at Rouse Road. Still trying to clear that up. It's The left lane is still closed there. That crash I-4 westbound before 429. Still causing some brake lights there. And a crash on the turnpike northbound at 429. Still causing some delays. From the WDBO Triple Team Traffic Center, I'm Paul Cross. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Orlando's News and Talk. Talk and discussion on the latest breaking national news. Crude oil prices continue to fall. Local news. You're not going to have Disney have its own government in Central Florida. And stories that matter to you. Use the open mic in the WDBO app and let your voice be heard on The Joe Kelly Show. I know that we're not talking about COVID anymore. COVID is well into our rearview mirror. But I feel like I owe it to you. I feel compelled to bring you news and information with regards to the COVID vaccine for a couple of reasons. One, because uh, early on, I, I, I was never a proponent of getting the shot, uh, but I got the shot myself. I never went on the air and advocated, oh, you need to go out and get the shot. In fact, I, I deliberately kept my mouth shut on advocating to go get the shot. I, I said, that's a decision you got to make on your own. I'm not, I'm not advocating one way or the other. Two, there's a lot of information coming out about the COVID vaccine now that is in direct contradiction to what we were told at the beginning of the pandemic, in the middle of the pandemic, and at the end of the pandemic by our federal government, people that we are supposed to be able to trust, scientists we are supposed to be able to trust. And three, they're still asking us to take the vaccines. They're still advertising to take the vaccines. And lastly, four, because you know as well as I do, that this is probably not the last pandemic we're going to have in our lifetimes now. I mean, this this was the the you know the once in a century pandemic, but I, I think we all get the sense that this is going to become a more commonplace thing for us, and our governments across the world are going to once again try to manhandle us, and to railroad us, and to force feed us these vaccines. So I feel compelled i feel like i must share with you when there is new legitimate information about the vaccines particularly when it comes to information that the vaccines are detrimental to your health so that is why i share with you these stories about the vaccine Not because I'm living in the past, but because I fear for the future. Not because I'm living in the past, but because they're still advertising this. They are still 
telling us that we should go get our shots. And by the way, let this be a lesson. Let this be a lesson for those of you who say that the the big pharma, that Pfizer, Moderna, you know, that they have bought us out. They advertise on this radio station. I don't care. I don't care. They don't influence what, what, what I think. They don't influence what I have to say. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is suing Pfizer for unlawfully misrepresenting the effectiveness of the company's COVID-19 vaccine and attempting to censor public discussion of the product. Pfizer engaged in false, deceptive, and misleading acts and practices by making unsupported claims regarding the company's COVID-19 vaccine in violation of the Texas Deceptive Trade Practices Act. You know what? Every governor in America should be filing the same lawsuit. These pharmaceutical companies have major protections from individuals who get vaccines. That's been part of the deal in America that drug companies are immune from individual lawsuits in large part. If you, if you, someone in your family or if you become injured or die from, from a vaccine, not necessarily the COVID vaccine, but if you have an injury from a vaccine, big pharma is largely protected from lawsuits from individuals, but they're not protected from the states. The pharmaceutical company's widespread representation that their vaccine possessed 95% efficacy against infection was highly misleading. That metric represented a calculation of the so-called relative risk reduction for vaccined individuals in Pfizer's initial two-month clinical trial results. But in fact, Pfizer's product failed to live up to the company's representations. COVID-19 cases increased after widespread vaccine administration and some areas saw a greater percentage of deaths from COVID-19 among the vaccinated population than the unvaccinated population. And when the failure of their product became apparent, Pfizer then pivoted to silencing the truth tellers. Pfizer went to the government to try to shut down anybody who would speak truth to power about the COVID vaccines. Pfizer labeled as criminals those who spread facts about the vaccine. It accused them of spreading misinformation. It coerced social media platforms to silence prominent truth tellers. This all part of Texas's lawsuit against Pfizer. God bless Texas. Where is the state of Florida on this lawsuit? Why isn't this a class action lawsuit from all states? Every state should join this lawsuit against Pfizer. Item number two that I want to share with you. The government of Iceland. The government of Iceland has taken decisive action and has banned COVID-19 mRNA shots from the island nation. Completely banned. As excess deaths, strokes, blood clots, sudden cardiac arrests, and other unexplained health issues continue to soar Around the world. In Iceland's capital, Reykjavik, they had a conference titled, Let the Science Speak. The main topic of discussion during this event was the negative impact of the COVID mRNA injections on public health. As of this week, COVID-19 injections are no longer available in Iceland after being banned by the government. 
Y'all, this news and information is real. It's out there. This is not fringe stuff anymore. And it only came off as fringe and lunatic fringe in the early days because your federal government of the United States of America, in collaboration with Big Pharma, sought to label it as lunatic fringe, sought to silence anybody who would speak out about it. I can't say that I regret getting the COVID vaccine because I don't know. I don't know how things would have turned out. I, I can't predict a future that didn't happen. I, don't, I did catch COVID once after I was vaccinated. I did get the monoclonal antibodies that Governor DeSantis opened the door for that access. Joe Biden shut the door on it. Joe Biden would rather you get the vaccines, not the treatments that can help you. Even though I I was not a proponent, even though I was not an advocate, even though I never said, y'all need to go out and get your vaccines. I never gave enough credence to the skeptics. And I regret that. I really, really regret that. I, I fell, I, I fell victim to the hysteria. And I, 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 I will live with that. I hate that about, I hate that about my decisions. I regret that. And I'll tell you, the next time the government comes along, in collaboration with Big Pharma and says, okay, America, we want you to get this shot. I can't promise you I won't get it, but I can promise you that I will, uh, I will certainly hesitate. I will certainly pause before I even consider it. Again, I can't predict the future. If we're talking about a, a planet of the apes, end of humanity as we know it type virus uh, uh you know infection that's being spread i might i might consider it but if we're talking about a really bad flu that's going around which by the way we are now talking about a really bad flu that's going around an extremely high number of children are getting diagnosed with uh with pneumonia in ohio which is now the first U.S. state to report an outbreak like the one in China. Oh, good, 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 good. Outstanding. Another virus from China. It's called white lung syndrome. It meets the Ohio Department of Health definition of an outbreak. And it's now raising fears that an American outbreak of the infection that has overwhelmed hospitals in China could hit this winter. Several European countries are battling similar crises. And if they were suddenly to come out with a vaccine for white lung syndrome, y'all can pound sand as far as I'm concerned. 844-580-WDBO. It's 844-580-9326. You can use the open mic in the WDBO app. Color me a forever skeptic of vaccines and big pharma in the aftermath of COVID-19. I will never, ever, ever, ever put faith in big pharma. <laughs> and I've not had a lot of faith in our government. But my, my skepticism is through the roof now. I didn't have faith in the first place, but my skepticism uh, has has absolutely hit the ceiling. I'm Joe Kelly. Look for the Joe Kelly Show podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. 
in-depth segments on topics that matter to Orange, Seminole, Osceola, and all of Central Florida. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. I love your show every night. You're doing great, bud. All right, so get this. While attending a climate change conference in the Middle East, the United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres demanded demanded that countries around the world commit to a complete phase-out of fossil fuels. Almost immediately after making that declaration at the COP28 summit in oil-rich Dubai, Guterres then boarded the United Nations private jet and left the same way that he had arrived shortly before. I, I, I wonder what Elon Musk thinks about that. Go yourself. Yes. Yes. Yes, that sounds about right. I totally understand that. All right. We're talking about the COVID vaccine and how Big Pharma lied. Uh, Big Pharma tried to cover up uh, the the truth about the danger from the vaccines. Hey, Joe, it's funny you said that COVID's in our rearview mirror. Um, my brother and his wife down in South Florida both just tested positive for COVID today. Uh. And he tells me that all the people that he knows that have gotten it got the initial shot, which he did and highly regrets right now. Um, but also all those scientists and everybody you're talking about that misled us, that's the swamp, man. That's part of the deep state that Trump railed against. They lied to us. They lied to him. They lied to everybody. Well, you know, and, and I will agree with you to an extent. Uh, keep in mind that it was Donald Trump and the Trump administration that created Operation Warp Speed. Uh, and it was that warp speed of rushing this into production, rushing this to market without adequate testing, without adequate uh, research that that got us where we are today. I'm not blaming Donald Trump. And I agree with you that that the deep state is real. I agree with you that the deep state uh, pulled a fast one on us. And to the extent that they lied to Donald Trump, then so be it. But it was it was Donald Trump's administration that put the hammer down on getting this thing to market as fast as possible. I understand about the shots. There's concerns. I get that. But let's remember when those shots came out, what situation we were in. People were sick, very sick, hospitalized, ventilators. And we were concerned of how we were going to manage it. We had to do something. I know it wasn't perfect, but they at least tried to manage that. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't, um, it kind of goes hand in hand with the last, the last caller there in that I don't blame them for trying. I don't blame Donald Trump for wanting to rush this to market because the urgent, the, the, the need was urgent. At least we certainly thought it was urgent. I don't, I don't knock the pharmaceutical companies for trying. I knock the pharmaceutical companies and I knock the government for lying about it. That is unacceptable. And no American citizen citizen should stand for this. No American citizen should tolerate being lied to to this day they're lying to us to this day the drug companies are lying to us to this day the biden administration is lying to us to this day dr anthony fauci is lying to us he's not in that position of power anymore which by the way he has uh been called to testify he's going to testify uh, before the Congress in January. I wasn't going to bring it up today because it's it's still several weeks out, uh, but he's going to have to testify. And, you know, when people are chanting, lock him up, lock him up, lock him up about everybody these days, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, from where I sit, he was a perpetrator of evil upon the citizens of the United States. On many different levels, being involved directly in the research, in the gain-of-function research, being involved directly in peddling lies to the American people, 
be involved directly in peddling of a cover-up to the American people? If anybody belongs behind bars, instead of out there, you know, getting millions of dollars in, in commissions from drug companies, it's Anthony Fauci. This is WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. News, weather, traffic, all the things you want on your drive home. Plus, Joe Kelly being, well, Joe Kelly. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's news and talk, WDBO. Okay, this is Whip from Coco. Was it really the scientists that misled us? Or were they showed up and Joe Fauci, um, or that whoever it is, Fauci, he misled us. Was it him? Or, or really the scientists that did it? I will tell you, it was the whole government. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the CDC, the FDA, uh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, uh, the uh, Department of, of Health and Human Services. Uh, they were all complicit in lying to the American people. All of them. And any time that there was a voice that came forward of dissent, I remember there was a couple of doctors out in San Diego that had uh, created a series of videos where they directly contradicted everything that Fauci and company were saying. And these guys were excoriated by the Biden administration, excoriated by uh, Dr. Fauci and by the CDC and the FDA and the drug companies. Come to find out those two doctors were absolutely right about everything that they said and everything that they found. But they were silenced. They were ridiculed. Uh, they were they were besmirched. They tried as best they could to sully their reputations. And it's a shame. It's an absolute shame. All in the name of the almighty dollar. All in the name of, of power over the people. It's a, it, it is an embarrassment what has, what has become of this nation. It is an embarrassment of, of what our leaders have done. It is embarrassment of what we've allowed to happen to us. Speaking about embarrassments, we've got to pivot here. I, I want to pivot. I only got a little bit of time left in the show here tonight. Uh, we've got to pivot and talk about, well, things are about to get kinky, I'm afraid, uh, as we are going to be discussing a menage a trois. Menage, am I pronouncing that right? I'm not, I don't know my French. Is it menage a tra, tra, there's an R in that word, tra, menage a tra, how do you say that word, anyone? Like, yeah, y'all are all just, you know what it is. Y'all are all shaking. You absolutely know what it is. You want us to say it. I know what a menage a tra is. No, you know how to say it, No, I don't know how to pronounce it. You know how to say it, Menage a tra, tra. You don't pronounce the R? It's not a tra. Okay, how about a threesome? Can I can say the word threesome just fine. Okay. Let's do the English. Now yeah. here's where things get really, really, really weird. Uh Christian Ziegler is the Florida GOP chairman and is the husband of Sarasota County School Board member and Moms of Liberty co founder Bridget Ziegler. Christian Ziegler is under criminal investigation after a woman filed a complaint with Sarasota Police Department alleging that the longtime Republican official had raped her. Now, this complaint was filed on October 4th, alleges the sexual battery occurred inside the woman's home in Sarasota on October 2nd. Among the few words that went unredacted, in the report were rape and sexual battery. The woman alleges that she and both of the Zigglers, so Christian Ziegler, the chairman of Florida's GOP, and Bridget Ziegler, a member of the Sarasota County School Board and co-founder of Moms of Liberty, this third woman says that she was involved and a long-standing, consensual, three-way sexual relationship with those two people. Oh, my goodness. This, of course, prior to the rape-slash-sexual battery. 
A search warrant was conducted on Christian Ziegler's cell phone. Investigators continue to conduct a forensic examination of the electronic device. The Ziegler's are one of Florida's top political power company uh, couples. Sorry. I see the word power and I go to company. Power companies, power couples in the GOP. Christian Ziegler, a longtime Republican Party official, served as the vice chairman to the state party prior to his election as the chair back in February. Prior to that, he was a Sarasota County commissioner who ran on a family values platform. You know, I will tell you, man, oh man, oh man. Church pastors and Republic, Christian Republicans who run on family value platforms. You better make sure that your poop don't stink. You better make sure your house is clean. I'm sorry, but you're held to a higher standard. If you're a church pastor or a Republican who stands on a family values platform. Now, I should throw the caveat. Everybody's innocent unless proven guilty. Uh, but it doesn't look good. Even the, e- e- even the appearance of impropriety. You know, this is why people like Mike Pence, you know, won't even dine with a woman who is not his wife. This is why people like Franklin Graham would never be left in a room alone with a woman who was not his wife. To avoid the appearance of impropriety. And if you're Christian Ziegler, the chairman of the Florida, the GOP, or Bridget Ziegler, the Moms of Liberty co-founder, even if your kink is having three ways, you better shut that down. You better shut it down. Because for the rest of us Republicans who do believe in family values, for the rest of us Republicans who don't live that kink life, you're making us look bad. Are you sure you don't pronounce the R in menage a trois? You pronounce the R in February. February. Menage a trois, menage a trois. I, I want to hear. I want to hear you say Marlboro. Mar, I can't. You know, I. You know, <laughs> I can't say that, Paul. I have a hard time with the R's and the L's when they're <laughs> next to each other. Marlboro, Marl, Marl, Marlboro. February, February, library, library, library. All right, and coming up next year, and in case you didn't catch it today. Holy smokes, did Elon Musk tell people to go F themselves? I mean, he really told people. He told Bob Iger specifically. He told Disney's CEO, Bob Iger, on stage in a public venue to go F himself. You're going to hear it in his own words. Man, a couple of bleeped words. Coming up next. Stay there. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Connected to our community. Talk local issues and events with Joe Kelly. Use the open mic in the WDBO app and let Joe know what interests you. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Joe, I understand what you're saying about Republicans and conservatives with family values. But the problem is nobody should be privy to somebody else's adult, consensual, sexual uh, interactions of any way, shape, or form. These are things done between adults and not for public display. Yeah, that's not what the problem is. Uh, And maybe you didn't catch it. The problem is that Christian Ziegler... The Florida chairman of the GOP is accused of rape. That's the problem. We wouldn't know about their menage a trois. Is it trois, trois, trois? 
We wouldn't know about that if not for the fact that the third woman involved in the relationship had filed a police report claiming she had been raped. That's the problem with it. This is not just a consensual three-way relationship. It's a potential rape, a felony offense that could send the chairman of the House, uh, excuse me, the chairman of the GOP for the state of Florida to jail for a very long time. Elon Musk was on stage. This was a high-profile deal, big, big wigs there. And Bob Iger was in the audience. And CNBC's Andrew Ross Sorkin asked Elon Musk about the advertisers that were quitting X or Twitter because of their view that it was anti-Semitic. And Elon Musk's answer left the audience so stunned. You could have heard a pin drop. Nobody even flinched. Nobody reacted at all. Listen. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. But go yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. So the first time the audience just, they didn't know what to say. They didn't know what to think. They didn't know how to react. By the second time he said it, when he doubled down and emphasized it, uh, there was an awkward, uncomfortable laughter from the audience. And then he says, Bob, I hope you're there. That's Bob Iger he's talking about. He specifically called out Disney's Bob Iger, telling him to go F himself. If you want to see the video of it in all of its its glory, uh, you can look for that story right now in the WDBO app. I'm Joe Kelly. Thank you so much for tuning in here to the Joe Kelly Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.